Hi everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Stylogram podcast. The place where you learn about all things that are hot or not and which beauty trend to hit your ditch. Today to help us discuss more on fashion news, we have Payal Kothari, who is the brainchild of the shoe brand Varishka. She's going to tell us how to find the right shoe for your tinsel toes. So let's not waste any more time and get cracking with her. Hi Payal, thank Hi, you Malika. so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me here. It's very exciting to be on Stylogram. We're very excited as well. So Payal, tell us what made you get into this and at what age did you get into it? So I've been doing shoes for about 10 years now. I started my career in New York. I studied FIT. I was designing shoes in New York for about uh, 3 years before I came back to India and then started doing uh, Varushka here. Okay. So you studied shoemaking, is it? That's right. Accessory actually, accessory design which had uh, shoes, uh it had handbags, it had belts. Uh so anything to do with accessories is what I studied, but I kind of stuck to doing shoes. So how did you find this passion for shoes at such an early age? And also did you feel that there's a space for it in India at that point which is what made you get into it exactly malika you know what i was here uh, visiting from new york uh, on one of my holidays and i found it so difficult and people were complaining about how they don't get the right shoes and strangely enough even today i have a lot of people complaining about the same thing men more than women now but yes when i started of about 10 years ago uh, there was just nobody in the space and everybody who was in the space was primarily making shoes that were like kolapuris and they were just like you know wedges to some extent but nobody was doing high heels or high fashion shoes uh for the indian market Okay. And so that's exactly why you got into it and you felt like you'd be good at it as well. Uh no, actually I kind of while I was studying at FIT, my passion, I was kind of, you know, getting uh, I was warming up to the idea of doing shoes more than anything else. I knew I definitely didn't want to do clothing. Uh by then when I was studying uh at FIT, I'd already finished my education. I'd already got a business degree uh from uh Rhode Island School uh Bryant University. I was already working with Reuters as a market analyst. So it was like a well thought uh, process. I was doing evening school at FIT trying to warm up to the idea of getting into fashion and yeah so it was a very very thought process yeah thought out process yeah thought out so process. tell us a little bit about varushka first of all i want to know what the name means because it's very different you know if i frankly speaking malika if i had a chance to change the name now i would because you know it's almost like pal kothari works for varushka now right uh, you know which i did want it in a certain way that i wanted varushka to be its own identity so the women who wear my shoes are the varushka women now and uh, the name varushka was just some thing that kind of it's a she's a model from the 1960s she's one of the first supermodels and then she went into the whole thing about uh, giving back to society and she did a lot of charity so i wanted varushka to have a life of its own where it was not just a shoe brand because fashion brands are not considered serious at least when i started off so i thought you know this was a way for it to be a little more serious in what we do because you know shoes at the end of the day has oh, wow i had yeah. no idea that it was a person's name i actually thought it was just just a word that you coined up. Uh no, actually it has nothing to do with my name, no Pal Kothari or anything in it. That's so, so cool. Yeah. yeah. And tell us a little bit about shoemaking because I know it's quite an art. You no one can just like enter this business, right? Because the heel is really important. That's right. Actually speaking, uh the shoemaking process is very technical. You're working in millimeters rather than inches. Uh so the the entire construction of the shoes almost like, you know, 
it's very architectural so you have to have the right uh, arches the right molds and unlike clothing it takes a lot of uh, it takes about 5 artisans to make one pair of shoe really yes so how does that work while you're producing it i've always wondered so you need multiple sizes for a certain pair right right so right. that must be quite taxing because do the th- heel size vary with the size that's right so every last is basically the croquis the on which the shoe is lasted like the sh- uh, the pattern is lasted and if you're a size 36 and I'm a 39 it's going to not it, it's you going need to a be different, different mold right other than that even the heel height differs from last to last so you can be a size 36 and want a 4 inch heel which has a different last while if I want a 2 inch heel it's going to have a different last to it oh my yeah. god really yes. technical yes and right. then you need to produce these shoes and you probably have so many of them right yeah we do so we do prototyping tell us a little bit about the range of shoes that you have so currently on my shoe wall in my office you'll find about 300 to 400 designs and wow. they all are pretty much my size so i actually get to work and then i pick up from the shelf and i just wear what i feel like that's so cool that's a girl's yeah. dream come true yes but it's my office so yeah that's what so it is so which is your favorite pair you know I, i've been asked this before a favorite pair i don't have a favorite pair but i do have a favorite style okay. like i personally think the slingback shoe and a peep toe uh combined with like a you know wedge or a heel kind of works the best for me because the peep toe allows my feet to breathe and the sling back lets me sling on the shoe without actually you know putting on any straps so even when i'm designing i try to make it as simple as possible for people to put on their shoes yeah yeah so tell us a little bit you know i feel that a lot of times you find fabulous shoes and then you find shoes the shoes that just blend to the outfit like that you'll find nudes and blacks and all of them are equally important so for the indian woman who's like maybe wearing a sari do you think that it's important for her to wear glamorous shoes at all times so what i'm trying to ask you is when should someone concentrate on the shoes and when should someone let the shoes be the pa- a background so if the outfit is really busy i would say that you know go for a little more uh you know understated shoes or go for the nude or the clear shoes that they're talking about right now but if it's a if if it if the outfit is you know a little more a plain or solids then you can go a little crazy on your shoes like you know you have charlotte olympia doing all these crazy things on the yeah. shoes so i mean you if you pair that up with a crazy outfit with all these patterns all over the place you're going to look like a clown so you probably right. don't want to do that so do you do both do you even do simple shoes yes i do simple shoes i do uh, fancy shoes i use a lot of fabric in my shoes okay uh, so uh, yeah but the most of them are are a little more different than the run of the mill shoes They'll like be i like a twist exactly i won't just do a basic black pump you know because that was my next question how do you set apart from like a nine west or an aldo or even the big brands like gucci um mm-hmm. and as well as you know the stores that you know not the street stores but the stores like in bombay we have warden road which has so many shoes right. so where do you fit in because you're somewhere in the middle of both the spectrums see yeah you know it's i'm not a high street brand i'm not uh i'm not like a you know high luxury brand so what i basically i'm able to offer to the clients is customization okay. so on a weekly basis we have everybody from brides or women with la- very large feet or very small feet come to us and get what they want made uh so you know we're catering to that a uh, market where people are just customizing shoes as per their requirement and you know we live in a country we customize everything yeah. right from our food to our clothing 
all our designers. And we're happy to pay for yes. it as well. So everybody wants everything customized. And you know, the cl- customer is very, very knowledgeable now than they were probably 10 years, when I, uh, 10 years before when I started. They know exactly what they want. They have the whole style down to the T. They know when they walk into the store, they know exactly how they so want their So how shoe. does this work? So they enter and then they tell you what they want and then you actually design it for them. Yes. So they sit right in front of me and I'll ask them a few questions, basic questions, what they're looking for. Then I sketch the shoe out. I have swatches. I've got shoes. I've got style. We put it together. So there are times when I put four shoes on the table and I said, I'm going to use this heel. I'm going to use this peep toe. I'm going to use this back and I'm going to use this fabric. So we kind of mix and match and then we kind of get a shoe. So tell us some insider secrets of certain body types that can wear certain types of shoes. Like if you're big boned, what kind of shoe do you think would work for that person? So, uh, see, the I mean, I don't think, see, your feet are not going to change if you are a larger size uh, or a smaller size in terms of like, uh, you know, I mean, your feet don't grow with your weight. So that's a good thing. So you can always run to your cupboard whenever you're not feeling great and pull out those really funky pair of shoes that you like. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that if you're, uh, you know, if you're really, really tall, don't try to wear the Pinocchio front because it's just... What is the Pinocchio front? a Pinocchio is basically a, a pointed shoe in the front, but it's a little more elongated than a normal pointed front. Okay. So you, so try not to wear something. If you're really tall, try not to wear something too pointed because it's going to kind of draw attention to, uh, you know, it being a little too. Uh, I pointed don't know. everywhere. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if you're and if you if you're short, so I would what is the heel? So. What is the uh, the toe that you would recommend for a tall person? Because I'm a tall person, so this is of interest to me. Uh, round toes are good. Uh, peep toes are great. Uh, so I mean, you know, any kind of uh, shoes that are not over the top pointed would be great for someone who's tall. But then again, there's no rule to it. You see models on the runway wearing the really pointed shoes by the designers, and it all works. Yeah. Uh, but then you know. Uh, but the runway is different from everyday life. Yes, it is. It's totally different. What you're wearing on the runway and how you dress is not something how you'd walk out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And what about for a short person? So for a short person, I've seen some killer heels that they wear, and I don't. I I feel like they could trek up mountains in these heels because they're so used to it. Yeah, you know, you see people running around in these really high heels, but the key is, you know what, uh, is to have a lift in the front. The higher the lift, it offsets the heel. Okay. So that kind of makes the shoe a lot more comfortable. Uh, but again, the lift cannot be over the top. You know. Uh, high because then it's just going to look a little trashy sometimes it also looks like a weapon of destruction like honestly this sometimes shoes can look very scary with those pointy heels and they're so yeah, bulky they have all, you know like valentino and all they're doing all these studs and all on them so yeah you could use the shoe as a weapon uh, <laughs> uh yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> and what about you know i feel like for um a thick watch like ankled women right. um they should avoid you know having a strap around the ankle is that true would you say the same you know actually it all depends on the width of the strap around the ankle if it's too wide it's going to make your shoe a foot look bulky so if you're going to use if you have big ankles try to wear straps uh, that are thinner so it kind of makes the ankle look leaner okay and yeah. for thin boned ankles, is there anything specific? Uh, Wear wider, wider straps on the ankle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be it. Okay. And uh, tell me an uh, international designer that, you know, you kind of aspire to be. Uh, you know, uh, while I was working in New York, I used to visit uh, the Me Camp show, which happens in Europe every year. And when you're on the floor out there, it's like 
madness of designers people you don't know from the uh, from the smallest designers to the biggest designers so in terms of favorite uh i think sergio rossi was the first designer shoe i bought and okay. it was absolutely comfortable and that's when i realized you know this is the difference between a designer shoe and a run of the mill off the street shoe right Right. Yeah. And uh, I know you you know you've dressed a lot of celebrities right and I think you've done fashion shows and stuff. Right. So tell us your experience with that uh, with both of them actually. So you know I uh, I've been doing Lakme for a few years now and we started off in 2007 we've done two ramp shows with Lakme we've done India Beach Fashion Week uh, we've also I've had my shoes also at the uh, London uh, Fashion Week 2 uh, years ago. So yeah you know being on the ramp is a different feeling altogether. uh plus i just concentrate on the shoe aspect of it and people are understanding the importance of shoes now it's taking center stage yeah. so suddenly you know everybody's coming to us uh to kind of do that but my customers are not the ones that are attending the fashion show yeah uh, there are celebrities we work with right from kajol to like you know you dress alia to bipasha you can just go on with the names that probably gives you a lot of visibility right having your shoes on them uh yeah it does definitely does another thing is we do f- shoes for femina miss india our shoes oh. have been on the ramp for miss world miss international uh so they they kind of uh, you know they've been around tinsel town yes yeah, so it's you know most of the girls that who start off their career they start off with uh, you know fa- femina and stuff so by the time they get to where they are they've already won virishka right from the time they started their career so it's yeah. great but you know i mean we just attended amazon fashion week and lakme fashion week and looking at some of the shoes was so scary because i feel like some designers you know when they concentrate on the clothing they make them wear these crazy shoes like with these b- block heels that the shoelaces are open yes. there's been so many yes. models that have fallen on stage do you think that's largely because of you know the crazy shoes and people don't really understand what goes into you know i've done um, shoes shoe right from manish to vikram to sabia sachi shoes in the past uh, to priya kataria puri so we do shoes for everybody uh, you know uh, and we've been doing it for a long time now but there's certain designers who really take the trouble to do good shoes and not only that they give the, give it to the models to wear it beforehand so they get comfortable yeah. with it look falling on the ramp it could happen to anybody and it all depends but it largely depends on the shoes that you're wearing i would assume not really it's just that if the floor is slippery or if something stuck under the shoe or the model is not comfortable uh maybe she has a weak ankle there could be several different or they trip on what they're wearing as well yeah they that's a big one that's they trip big on one. what they're Because wearing because the clothes are as crazy as well yes yes and they, you know with all the lights flash Flashing in your face, they kind of lose their balance sometimes. So there could be a lot of things. Yes, if the heel actually breaks on the ramp, that's terrible. That is for the shoemaker. Yeah, well. that would be a really like, oh my god, I would just die right now. But uh, you know, when I'm watching these shows and I'm sitting front row with other designers, and when they're walking down, I'm just like, oh please, don't. me too. Like they my heart was like pounding. It's so scary looking at them in these shoes. You know, I had one designer. I won't name. I actually called her up and I told them. I'm going to send you free shoes because if you use the same shoes you're wearing for your models right now I promise you they somebody is going to They're fall, going to fall on break. their face. Yes. So yeah. They, yeah. So have you faced a lot of competition in the Indian market? See now a lot more designers are propping up. Uh 
of course i have the first entry into the market so people do know me about and about my brand i do have a set clientele and have a lot of people coming to me but yes in terms of competition there but you know what there are some people who are just making mojuris a lot of them are just making mojuris uh so that's a whole different set those are not shoes they're just mojuris but there there are people who are doing uh shoes a lot more online websites are doing that brands are cropping up from nowhere and everywhere and they kind of you, you're kind of competing in the same space to some extent uh, 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 some extent online with even the uh, shoes that are made from china so this is not where we are we try to be different like we did jibong fashion week about 2 years ago right. we got a great response and uh, uh, you know they kept a special designer segment so yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there is a lot more competition but uh, I think there's space for everybody to do a lot of creative work. And what are some of the challenges working with Indian craftsmen? It's it's a nightmare. So basically after studying at FIT I went to I went to Florence and I studied advanced shoe making. Once I came back I've trained my uh, so I've had the same staff for the last 10 years. The guy who made your shoe 10 years ago is making your shoe today. All these guys are trained by me the patterns are cut by us so we take the shoe making process very literally like our product is not a for 99 shoe yeah. so because you know it takes a lot to get a shoe really out there yeah. so uh so going back to your question uh, you know just that we have a lot of artisans working and they're very good at what they do yeah. and i just want to request the con- you know we are kind of taking away from fashion by telling the consumer that it's not important by selling them products for about 499 yeah. so please appreciate what the artisans do it takes a lot for them the whole make in india if you really want to support it pay the right price for your products and uh, you know you don't have to not just buy things because and i think for that you have to have the knowledge of like what goes into like a good quality comfortable stylish pair of shoes rather than just buy something that looks good yeah so aesthetic appeal is greatly important but the inner construction of a shoe is very very important because that's what kind of holds it all together right. there's there's like a shank in there there's a lot of technical stuff that goes inside a shoe which you never look at the foaming right. the lining the wow. stitching uh the block heels the placement of all of it so i'm saying that you know it's it's an art uh, don't let it lose its uh, creativity by trying to you know rush the process of gratification and price and those factors yeah. you know i will talk a lot more about all of that in our next segment let's take a break for now And we're back with Payal Kathari. Welcome back, Payal. Hi. So, are you ready for our next round? Yes, let's okay. go. Okay. So, Payal, tell tell our listeners three trends that you're currently loving. You know, I I absolutely love the pom pom trend. Not to be confused with the fur trend. You yeah. know, it's fur, very different. It's very different. Yeah. So, yeah, pom pom is so one explain, of them. Explain how you would wear pom poms. So I have one dangling on my purse. I love pom poms on the shoes. Uh, they and the really large size pom pom. You okay. know, the really furry large size, not the boho pom pom. I think that's kind of out. So it's got to be a nice furry little even like pom-pom. a sweatshirt with pom poms would oh, look very cool. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I yeah. think you can use pom pom. Just don't overdo it. But yeah. yeah, you can just have your pom poms. I have one dangling on my purse, and it's just so fun to kind of just have it. have some movement around right yeah. nice and what are the other two uh i think the block heel i think the block heel is back in a big way which i'm really happy about the big wider the heel the more comfort and the more you can do on the heel yeah does yeah. it make your legs look chunkier though 
not particularly i think uh, the the width of it kind of uh, the angle it all depends on your personal taste and but along with that the strength even the kitten heel is really in right now which is looking great yeah um, i so, love the kitten heel because i'm tall right. and i feel it gives me just the right you know height and it's so comfortable at the same time yeah it's looking good nowadays it's yeah. paired very well so i think that the block heel the kitten heel the pom pom yeah uh, and it's velvet they're yeah. using a lot more velvet the theme is very i mean the feeling the fashion theme is very dark and deep right now so i'm used i'm writing all these three ten trends and hope to make a shoot all of them together but velvet would be very hard on shoes right because it could spoil the shoe very easily and then to like clean it up would be tough now, strangely enough we use a lot of fabric on our shoes it doesn't get bad that easily you can Oh, velvet is actually very more forgiving than any other fabric. Really? Yeah. I thought it would be like suede. Oh, uh, suede. Suede again is fairly forgiving. Our weather kind of doesn't permit suede when you you know it kind of more uh, like when you store your shoes openly yeah. when they are suede they no, kind of catch. No, also with the monsoons they get quite dirty. Yeah, but that won't probably happen so much in velvet. And you can just put it in an airtight bag and just keep it, and it should be fine. Uh, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So tell me a really funny fashion faux pas that you've seen. Um, or made, made. Better so if you've made it yourself. Well, I will tell you guys. <laughs> uh, for uh, talking about falling on the ramp, I did. I do. I did one show at Lakme Fashion Week where my showstopper did. Uh, kind of trip luckily she didn't she fall, didn't fall. Uh, and the reason being is i think uh, she kind of changed her shoes at the last minute against my wishes and i was like you know you need to really practice there are these really big wooden heels yeah. and uh, you needed to practice walking on them they were 6 inches to 7 inches high and it almost looks like a weapon that shoe and yeah so she did have a little bit of a trip uh, and i was supposed to come out just immediately after because we were supposed to walk down the ramp to together and i actually had no expression on my face but it was kind of fun the media was kind of sweet about it of course it got crazy amount of hits on youtube yeah. so you know how they say no or no kind of publicity is bad, that, bad i love those videos of like you know those really funny international videos of like models <laughs> yeah but some of them were really hilarious. scary like they really hurt themselves so no, obviously they hurt themselves is different but when they in these really uncomfortable heels and like they're just shaking and yeah, falling yeah i think that's where the boomerang was invented because they just don't go down they wobble their way all the way down and it's hilarious i know what you're saying yeah one of those compilations i think of like 20 models falling is just like oh my oh god yes, on a bad I've day if you that. watch that suddenly everything's better yeah <laughs> okay so give us a tip um that a bride could use for her wedding day in relation with shoes uh you know uh they need to really Uh, like brides are actually planning their shoes way in advance now when they come to me and my tip to them is try to stick to wedges uh for your uh feras and your other functions try to do like a you know a stiletto or a block heel for your uh cocktail and I think they need to kind of wear their shoes before for a little while not to just you know that's for any kind of shoe. So try your shoes on before. Don't overmatch your outfit with your shoe going contrast. I see a lot of that actually. I was going to ask you about that. So like I see people uh getting the same embroidery on their shoe that's there on their lehenga and I don't know whether that's you really know, a great thing. You know I kind of do away from that taking a few elements from it and putting it onto the shoe is great but mostly i have my own embroideries and designs and stuff and i try to stick to doing that yeah. so yes over 
pairing it up is just yeah. a waste of money because you're not going to use the shoe yeah. again. And you mentioned wedges. Um, do you think wedges give you the same poise with an outfit? No, it doesn't. But you know, under the lenga, you uh, some of them are just looking for height because you know sometimes the guy is too tall or they want you know you know putting on a uh, higher heel. The higher the heel, the more slimmer you look. Right. So they do want to look slimmer on their special day. So under the lenga, I think it matters little if you're wearing uh, heels or okay. wedges. So under the lenga, but if yes. your sh- if your legs are showing, then you should yes, probably please avoid try it. Try to stick to wearing. Uh, Oh, you know, stilettos, stilettos or yes. block heels or something which is comfortable. Yeah. And uh, how would you accessorize a little black dress in a very cool way? You know, my go-to shoe right now is a glitter shoe. Yeah. And I was like, uh, anything glitter because it's December now. Yeah. Anything with glitter looks great. So if you have a black dress, you can actually just go crazy with the colors. Okay. Uh, but ideally, wear a black satin pump pointed shoe with a stiletto heel and uh, I think anything on top with it a pom-pom or any kind of diamond hardware on the shoe on the shoe uh, a red uh, red color satin shoe I think satin goes really well in for the season with like a formal with a, like yes. also for Christmas and New Year yes, I guess yes. oh nice okay so great now we're gonna dive right in into a rapid fire are you nervous Pyra? a little bit because I see a hamper out there which I really want don't lie Pyra there's no <laughs> hamper don't spread rumours alright there's no hamper <laughs> so great so let's get started matching or contrast contrast advice to people buying shoes try to experiment a little bit okay your most finicky customer experience Oh my God, so many. Give us one. I had one customer who actually thought my shoe studio was a salon who needed to come (laughs) every single day. And I mean, as many shoes as she ordered, it just got so difficult kind of constantly catering to her. Uh, So yeah, but they're they're just so many. Some of them nice, some of them not so much. But yeah. Gold, silver or black? Gold. Okay. Favorite wedding function to design for? I think it's probably the Mendy. Yeah. And what is the quirky shoe that you've designed? Oh, yeah. It's this wooden heel shoe that I created. Uh, It's kind of hollow in the middle. It's almost got like a window in the center. It looks like an African shoe. I don't know how to describe it on, on but it, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah and yeah. on top it's like And I did a lot of funky, the whole theme was African. So we did all these prints with like these hanging uh, tassels from it. And it just, wow. but it all, you know, it all just went so well together. Yeah, it sounds very cool. Details of that. Favorite Indian designer? I think, of course, everybody loves Sabia and I personally, you know, Anushri Reddy, I wore her for my wedding. Yeah. I think she's very, very uh, uh, simple very and feminine easy. as yes, well. Yes, floral. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. Heels or flats? Uh, heels, definitely. Your style icon? Uh, I think it probably would be, um, I don't know, Olivia. Okay. Person you admire? I would be, uh, I mean, in terms of my workspace and stuff. And my husband, he's got the greatest work ethic. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Indian or modern? Uh, I think modern. Yeah. Modern yeah. in design sensibility. I'm I assuming. just say that because I just have people asking me for crazy Indian shoes, overbearing ones. So, yeah, modern. Okay. Secret to success? I think it would be, uh, you know, concentrate on the craft. 
rather than the sales and the whole the madness of production and trying to meet the demand and supply so try to stay true to to the craft and it kind of uh, it's you know I've been around for 10 years and I try to do that every single day okay last gift you gave someone that would be shoes <laughs> <laughs> i would assume money or fame uh both actually okay why not right a uh, one superpower you wish you had you know at this point i wish i had superpower to make a shoe without the five artisans and i could just produce it and just you know a 3d shoe yes. like the 3d printing exactly, that's happening right now exactly exactly style is um personal okay uh, your guilty pleasure well shopping like every girl what makes you smile when the colors on the shoe just match really well and it comes to life okay yeah. and lastly what's next for you so next is uh, we are trying to uh, you know we've been doing a uh, fashion week in india we're trying to go uh, you know abroad to europe and do it right there so that's what's probably coming up oh that would up. be so cool like yeah. paris fashion week or something uh, well maybe not paris fashion week but the smaller ones uh, there so we want to reach out to the international audience and people so yeah we're trying to take the whole customization game a lot bigger oh nice and yeah. stock it you know one of the stores yes. abroad yeah uh, we so weren't cool. even doing that but we just want to do it you know we want the brand to stock it. itself rather than just the shoe being there oh nice yeah. well hope that that'll happen yes. soon pyle and hope to catch up with you soon thank, thank you. you so much for coming in here and talking to us thank you so much it was great thank you so much for tuning in yet again you can stay in touch with us by following us on facebook at stylogram official and on instagram at stylogram underscore official in the meanwhile you can also download our episode on itunes and on soundcloud see you soon next week